Welcome everybody to the Bakery Bears radio show. My name's Dan and today I'm joined by a very special guest. It's my good lady wife, Kay. I'm not quite sure what to say <laughs> after that introduction. Good morning everybody. Yes, we are back with a brand new radio show. And this time we're talking about trying something new. Yes. Now, this has all sort of come about because recently my brother, who actually composed the music which you just listened to at the start of this show, my brother sent me a message on text. I think it was just before Christmas and he was asking me about advice on buying drums, wasn't he? Electronic drums. Yeah, he was. And he sent me this message and, you know, advice, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sure it was you that said, do you think you should offer to give him a lesson? Did I? I'm sure it was you. Sounds like the generous thing I would say. Well, it was, again, it was just typically blokish. Mm. As a woman, you had read into that yeah. correctly. Yeah. Which is, whether he realised it or not, he was... It wasn't a cry for help, that sounds. No, but... <laughs> But he was asked, as you as an expert drummer, was, well, you are. Well, I, I was a drum teacher for a long time, and I was fortunate, really fortunate enough to win. I was, you were? I was music teacher of the year. You did? What year was that? Uh, Gosh, um, 2008, maybe? Wow. Oh, no, no, no. Was it? No, it might... No, I think it was later. I don't know that it was. It was later. It, was either two, it must have only been 2009, maybe, then. Right, okay. Okay. Yeah, it was later than that. I'm trying to think how old Bryony was when we went to London. Well, we should maybe touch on all of this. She on... wasn't older than four or five. No, she wasn't. We'll, we'll she on... was in the pram. She yeah. was in the pram, so she, she was probably about four. I bet it was 2009. We'll touch on this on the walk. Yeah, okay. So, uh, my brother Dom came and asked... Well, he didn't. <laughs> I offered drum lessons. Yeah. He said yes. And... In the process of, of sort of sorting all that out, he told us the reason why he wanted drum lessons was because someone in our family had dementia mm. and he'd been reading up a lot about it. And I think most people actually know that one of the ways to sort of help mm. battle against mm. things like that mm. is in later life to keep learning. Yeah. Keep yeah. your brain yeah. Learn, trying I, something yeah, new. I've read recently that you, it is avoidable yes, dementia. Yes. Yeah. So he came to well, drum lessons came about because my my brother Dom, who's in his sort of what is he early fifties? Early fifties. He is mid fifties. He's maybe. taking action right now yeah. to try and avoid dementia, which he is, is yeah, just such a commendable yeah. thing. And it set us thinking. Well, what new things have we tried recently? Mm. And you've just done something new, which we can talk mm. about, which mm. is very exciting. And also as well, we should talk about maybe new things that we maybe like to try. Yeah. Maybe blue sky thinking. And what that experience is like doing it from a older, older yes. person's point yes. of view, you know. Can um, you teach an old dog new tricks? I'm, I'm of an age. And <laughs> here is, here is indeed the you're question. You're of an age. Yes. So that's what we're talking about today, but to do that we need to get out on our walk. We need to so get out. Let's get going. Those trees have just about finished flowering now, which is good. 
Yeah, both Kay and I have been uh, struggling with, well, it's not a specific. <laughs> it's allergies. Tree pollen allergies. related hay fever. Yeah, I think it's, it's definitely tree pollen. I get it. I never historically suffered from allergies or hay fever. But just last year, I, I started suffering from it, and that coincided with the whole menopause thing. And then I, I subsequently read, read up that you can, you know, menopause can trigger allergies. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so and I'm for, wise to it now this year, and I'm thanks anti, to your I've, wonderful husband. Yeah, absolutely. I've identified a, an antihistamine that works for me, and that's that's actually pro, so pro tip, better. ladies and gentlemen. Pro tip, because I know a lot of people like my mum, didn't realise this at all, but if you get hay fever and you try a particular antihistamine and it doesn't work, don't give up. No, try, try a different, a different one. drug. Because yeah. there are lots of different drugs. There and are, and I, I find yeah. that tree pollen, this current thing that we're dealing with, mm. loratadine knocks it for six. Whereas if I get a bit of hay fever in the middle of the season, so maybe it's more grass pollen, then citrazine hydrochloride really works for me, but that one really doesn't work for you. No, it's the other way around. I, I, loratadine is the one that knocks me out. No, it isn't. Are you sure? Yeah. Is it loratadine that I take? Yes. Oh gosh, I don't know. Well, I tried one of don't them. Don't get confused, whatever you do. <laughs> I tried one of them and it worked, but it was just absolutely knocking me out. And I know like they're not to supposed the to. Yeah. I know they're not supposed to, but honestly, I could barely keep my eyes open come sort of seven o'clock in the evening. Yeah. I was like an absolute zombie and I then changed I changed the, the drug and um, I take Claritin, whatever's in Claritin. Yeah. And that one really works for me and it doesn't affect me, you know, in terms of tiredness at all. So, yeah, th th this whole sort of episode, as we mentioned, came about because of my brother and the drum lessons. And yeah, we, we mentioned that somehow a very smartly dressed gentleman just walked past yeah, us. It was. It, I th there was a Lacoste thing going on there. A Lacoste thing? Yeah, I saw... Uh, that's very sort of that, 80s, that, isn't it? Lacoste. That's the... Uh, what was their emblem? You couldn't actually... You couldn't put that in your pocket, could you? Just because um, the, the, when the wire moves, it picks up on the audio. I'm sorry. Lacoste, I think it's like an alligator or something, yes. isn't it? Yes, that's it. Yeah, it is. It's an alligator. And you're right, it is. It's proper 80s, isn't it? Yeah. I thought it looked quite smart, though. Well, maybe I should get you a Lacoste, yeah. no, no, a Lacoste polo shirt. I'm, I'm perfectly... <laughs> so, yes. Somehow I ended up Music Teacher of the Year in Whatever 2008, year it was. 2009, yeah. and had to go down to London, and you got a nice dress. Was it the green one that you got? Is it green? I think it was. Mm, I think it was green. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was like a deep green, yeah. And had to go to the Albert Hall and... Yeah, we did. ...go on stage and... Yeah, and your mum came with us and... And I also reconnected with the guy who taught me drums. Yeah, and obviously we had to take Bryony. She was only little. Yeah. But the way we got around it, because she didn't come with us, obviously, to the Albert Hall. She was only no. really little. But my niece at the time was studying in London at LSE, and she says she came over and babysat in the hotel for us. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. So I was a drum teacher, and yeah. it made sense to offer him lessons. So I've been giving him lessons since yeah, the start of the yeah. year, giving him one 
every sort of three to four weeks. Yeah. And it's been amazing, really. And I think it's, it's an interesting point to sort of pick up on, on the trying something new, because something that I never really anticipated was that it doesn't matter how old you get, you still learn in exactly the same way. Yeah. I had taught older pupils before, but I think the oldest pupil I'd ever had was probably about 40. Yeah. And, you know, when you push on a little bit further yeah. into those mid-50s, you do perhaps start to think, because of expressions like you can't teach an old dog new tricks, yeah. you start to wonder, actually, is it going to be a similar experience? Is it going to be the same challenge that it would be when you're working with, you know, teenagers, which is predominantly the people who I worked with? Yeah. And actually, uh, you know, as you know, because I've told you, whenever I've come off... We're doing it via Zoom, which has worked brilliantly. Yeah. It's exactly the same. It, you've, it, that's just what you've said. Yeah, it's it, been really interesting. It's, it's very enthusing, I think, yeah. from, you know, me, who is in my late 40s, and you, who's just a tiny, tiny bit older than that. <laughs> um, You're very kind. <laughs> I think what, what it does say to all of us is that you can throw out the, the, that saying because clearly it's just not true. I suspect the reason why the saying exists is, as we get older, we tend to not want to put ourselves in positions where we don't feel confident and comfortable, yeah. I think. I think that's true. I think when you're young, you feel like you can conquer the world, don't you? And I think you, also you can as do well, anything, I think there's an element true. of the fact that because you're young, you know that you haven't been around very long, so you, you, you don't need to have learnt stuff. Mm. Whereas when you get older, I think that we can all feel a little bit inadequate if we're in our late 40s, early 50s, doing something and not being very good at it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, maybe that's a bloke thing, but... No, I, I agree with you. Right. Well, I think that if we sort of throw away the sort of... It's the willingness to put ourselves in situations where we can go wrong. I think that's the thing, yeah. I think as we get older, you maybe, maybe I don't know, maybe your confidence drops in terms of, you just think, oh, I couldn't possibly yeah. learn that at yeah, my age. Definitely. Well, Dom is doing amazingly well. He's absolutely he thrown himself into it. And, and he's just loving it so much, He is just he? loving it. And it, 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 it's an extremely... It's an, an addictive experience from my point of view as a teacher yeah. because I'm getting a lot back from it. You are. But then... And you've been playing the drums of an evening. You've been going and just practising. And it, it made you change your setup, didn't it, a bit? Well... And my, get some different technology to make it easier for to teach him. My setup was always ready to go with a, with a bit of effort. Yeah, but yes, so, wires everywhere. And so, you know, probably three or four times a year, I would inevitably have to get the setup up and running to record things for my brother. Yeah. What this sort of made me want to do was make it so that I could just go in, flick a switch, and yeah. it'd be able to go. Yeah. And that's what it is now, which is, which is great. Yeah. Because, you know, that's what you want from a musical instrument. It is. You know, I think one of the most frustrating things with electronic stuff is the fact that you can't just sit down and go. So being able to change it and get that, you know, new bits of technology has been yeah. great.
you have also been doing something different and new. I have. So you've also sort of been going through a similar process to what Don's been going through. Yeah, kind of. And I suppose it's, it's similar in that Dom's obviously a musician, but he'd, you know, the, the drums is something he'd never really, never really played, is it? And no, what, and, and, and drums is so, t it, Dom's a pianist and, and a yeah. trombonist. So he could relatively easily pick up a trumpet he could relatively easy pick up a guitar, yeah. uh, pick up a bass guitar. You know, there's many instruments he could pick up and yeah, go yeah. relatively easily. Drums is definitely the most challenging yeah. because it's so totally different. Totally different, yeah. And I think it is similar. Kind of similar to what I've been, I've been doing. And recently I've kind of taught myself how to embroider, hand embroider. And it's just been a brilliant thing. I've really, really enjoyed it. And it, you know, it took, what I really enjoyed, I love learning new things anyway, but what I really enjoyed was having to really concentrate and really focus on something. Yeah. It just, I think it's great for your brain. Yeah. Well, to, to have that real focus. Evidently it is. Yeah. Given, you know, what we've been alluding to through this show. So, what, what have you done before? In terms of in, in terms of sewing, we've got stuff on the wall, frames, uh, stuff on the wall. Yeah, I was a cross stitcher. Right. It very, the first. Well, I learned to knit when I was really little. My mum taught me to knit when I was yeah. probably eight, nine, ten. Yeah. So I could knit. Yeah. But I never really took it up right. until I had Bryony when I was sort of 34, 35. Um, but I was a cross stitcher. And I cross-stitched from being, gosh, probably in my early 20s. Right. Through to just before I met you. I right. think I was kind of still cross-stitching a little bit then. And in cross-stitch, is it called cross-stitch? Because all the stitches are cross-stitched. Correct. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't um, know that. But it, the thing with cross-stitch, and the reason that I stopped is because when I had Bryony, it, you know, it's just not something you can easily, I didn't find I could easily pick up when you've got a little baby, you know, yeah. you've, you need, because I used to do quite large pieces and they were frame, you know, you had to put a frame on them, you had loads of threads everywhere yeah. and needles obviously um, and it just seemed like a hassle. Yeah. So I kind of stopped when I had Bryony right. and then you know, when she was maybe three-ish, that's yeah. when I first started knitting again. Right. Because I wanted to make her a little teddy bear. Yeah. And then it's just gone from there. And I've not cross-stitched again, actually. So, actually, there is not really any similarities between cross-stitch and hand embroidery. Well, there are, in that you're using a needle and, right. you know, you've got that background dexterity, if you like, yeah. with a needle. The difference with cross-stitch is it's the same stitch over and over and over and over and over. So actually, has, um, has been doing hand embroidery, has that felt like taking elements of what you learnt with cross-stitch and, and taking it up a notch? Yeah, I would say, I mean, cool. em embroidery is more, much more evolved, I would say, than cross-stitch. Yeah. Because you've got all these different stitches. And, you know, with cross-stitch, you're just really following a chart. Yeah. And you're just putting crosses all over it and then you do back-stitch to, <laughs> to border it. It does and that's sound it. funny, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I have got some a couple of lovely things on our walls actually that yeah, I did. Yeah. 
Um, my mum got most of them. She still got most of the things that I did. Right. But the thing as well with cross stitches, you frame it and that's really it. Yeah. You know, you can, you can obviously make things out of it, but I don't think it's got the flexibility of other needle crafts. No. Um, so yeah, I taught myself um, hand embroidery just using a stitch dictionary, and you know, did a you, book. How and did you get to... The, where did that come from? Where did... All oh, right, okay, I want to um, do hand embroidery. Well, I think I was just trying to think of some new and fun content, wasn't I? For, for, for the, the, the channel that we run, yeah, you mean? Yeah, right. yeah, and I'd, I just sort of was mulling over what I could do and I wanted to do something other than knitting right. and I crochet a bit as well, but crochet causes me a bit of a, a muscle problem in my shoulder, so yeah. I thought I can't really risk doing something crochet. Yeah. Um, and I could have done machine sewing, something with mach sewing machine, because I, I used to make project bags and so I can sew a little bit, you know. Yeah. I could have done, I could have gone down that route, yeah. maybe done quilting or something like that. But I think I just wanted something more relaxing. I think something, some, it, maybe it is the cross stitch, but you clearly were drawn personally to hand embroidery, you must have been. Yeah, I mean, I like the look of hand embroidery. I think it's a, an amazing skill. Yeah. And I suppose going back in, it's got a long, long history. Yeah, Bayer Tapestry. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's called it the Bayer, Bayer Tapestry. It's called a tapestry. Yeah, it's, it's not. not. <laughs> it's an embroidery. Do you know what I found fascinating? Because we've filmed this series, this Stitcher You series, which is going out in July and August yeah. on our channel. Because I filmed it, I sort of started to get an, a basic understanding and then I happened yeah. to notice that there was a programme about the Bayer yeah, Tapestry yeah. and this, there was this lady and she was like doing stuff yeah. and she was doing all these stitches and I'm like, I know what that is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because it's an embroidery and they've, they've had to do lots of repairs on it, yeah. obviously over the very long time that it's been in existence. So um, what was your sort of, did you find it, the whole experience positive? In sort yeah, of absolutely. Where? I loved all of it because I had to come up with a design as well, a template, you know, yeah. for us to stitch. Yeah. And I loved that, that's my favourite bit of, of any sort of thing I'm doing is the designing of it. Yeah. Because I design knitting patterns as well and that's my just my favourite thing to do. So I loved all that. Yeah. And I, I like to draw. Yeah. I can draw a little bit. And what was so cool actually is that also, I mean, maybe... Well, it was trying something new, but yeah. you doing drawing on the iPad, oh, yeah. that's also really cool. Gosh, because I, think, I can't say that was my favourite part. But just going and doing it and being able to do it and produce... Yeah, because I had to produce a PDF that people could print. Well, that again, that's trying something new, isn't it? Yeah. It's doing something different. And Bryony helped me with it, you know, because teenagers are much more savvy with these things, aren't they? And yeah. Elderly people like me. So, but yeah, I mean, elderly people. I, le I learned something new doing that. So, does it sort of make you think that was a great thing to do? It was a great thing to do. I'd like to do more. Yeah, definitely. I, I have, I did buy myself a kit, actually a hand embroidery kit, which is a Christmas themed one. Right. So I'm looking forward to doing that. Cool. And I'm gonna, cause the other thing that I really enjoyed was 
after I'd finished the piece, I've done two of them now. Yeah. One for practice and one for filming the series. Yeah. The first one I made into a project bag. Yeah. So I actually combined hand embroidery with machine sewing. Yeah. And then I've got something that I will use in knitting. So there's actually three, three crafts involved there. Yeah. And I think that's just lovely. Definitely. It certainly made me start to think what. See, it's a funny one because I think what you have to do is you have to analyze what your a daily routine slash job is. And yeah. I don't know if, well, I think I might constantly be doing new things with regards to. I think you are. You always seem to be looking at something or other on YouTube, learning how to do something. <laughs> I'm, I'm, and those things inevitably relate to the production of the shows that we yeah. that, that we do. So I know in recent years I've got a basic understanding, and it is basic, but I've got enough of an understanding to be able to create graphics. Yeah. And I've never done that before, and I have found that really quite fun. Yeah. But also as well, there's always new techniques to learn. Mm. In, in audio production, so putting a show like this together, but also, you know, video production, general sort of techniques. I feel like, though, all of that is a little bit of an excuse. I feel like what I need to do is I need to be doing something sort of new for leisure. Different, yeah. And so... And it's funny, because the hand embroidery, although it was technically work... Yeah. I was I was actually working on it in my free time, you know, in Out my of choice. Bin. Yes. Well, that's the key, isn't it? Yeah. That is the key. You've sort of summed up the key to a happy life. Because <laughs> if, if you can find something that is work, but also that you, you want love. to do it in your free time. Yeah, which is what really that's how I live my whole life. If I'm quite honest, I well, the, the, although there's a divide. It's really become more and more blurred over the years that we've been doing what we do. The funny thing is, I know you find it quite difficult sometimes because... I do, yeah. You, you start to think... I think because your perception of work is a negative thing, because of all your the time... Past, past work, yes. I don't mean now. No, no, no. I don't mean now at all. The majority of your life, your work was something that you had to go and do yeah. in an office yeah. and was a real pain and then you were thrilled Could to walk be. away from it. <laughs> yeah. It makes it then difficult to then get your head around the fact that we've now you know, worked tremendously hard to get ourselves in a position where the work that we do is all really positive. It is. And it's, you know, it's a real privilege. It's very positive, yeah. It's a real privilege to do it. I mean, it is. It, I think the reason why, because I know that, you know, through the, through the years you've often sort of asked me, how do I approach it in such a positive way when you'd maybe struggled with it slightly? Mm. Well, I think it's perhaps because my first experiences of working were, were, were drumming. That's right, yeah. You know, what was professionally yeah. working as a drummer and then really that it was a good proportion of, of my life so yeah. that was very similar to knitting wasn't it yeah because yeah. it's something that you choose to do but you can then turn it into something more yeah i mean it's funny because i think that things like i never would have anticipated just coming back to the sort of graphics 
coming back to the sort of production things. Look the at soft. the cow parsley, I've just amazing. got to say about the cow parsley. It it's just amazing. And it has a scent as well, I think, cow parsley. Yeah. There's definitely a scent walking past it. Yes. On the elements of our job that definitely would fall into the category of office nine to five, like like I've said, graphics, yeah. production, all of those. You do I a lot love, of yeah, you do a lot of ed editing, don't you? I love all of that. Yeah. And that definitely was something completely brand new because I'd never unexpected. I I wouldn't have said that that would be the sort of thing you would enjoy. Well, it's hilarious that you say it's unexpected because I wrote an article in our magazine Disability. I think it might be one or two issues ago called My Unexpected Passion. And that wasn't you. <laughs> that was all the things. Thank you very much, darling. That was all the things, although maybe you could argue that perhaps <laughs> that wasn't an expected passion. <laughs> all right, let's not, let's not turn it into that kind of a show. We don't make shows like that. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, definitely, it definitely was unexpected. Oh, wisteria. Look at this so, wisteria. I mean, it's interesting that you mentioned... Gorgeous purple wisteria. It's yeah. interesting you mentioned plants and wisteria because yeah. you were just talking this morning about we have oh look they've cleared all the beds we're in the park now they've cleared out all the spring bedding it's like good soil it does look like good soil gosh it's dark and sort of crumbly and loamy oh i want to plant something we have a sort of growing desire to become gardeners yeah and you were just talking this morning and i think it's brilliant what you were saying about how you're going to start pulling together a journal. Yeah, I've just all, every time I see a plant I really like, I'm going to make a note of it because you just forget things, don't you? So I'm going to make a note of it. I'm going to start a sort of like a gardening journal. So I will make a note of the plant when I see it, wherever I see it, and then I can do a bit of research on it and I, yeah, I might do a little sketch of it and then I'll just jot down what conditions it likes and things like that so that when it comes time for us to plan our own garden which we're hoping might be about three years i don't know um i've got that sort of background knowledge yes and a little catalogue of things that i know i want yeah and i think that will help in then designing a sort of layout of it yeah because what you're doing there is exactly you're you're learning something new aren't you oh, absolutely and that it, i think what it can sometimes be is you, a slightly daunting thinking it's well, very daunting something like gardening it's very daunting yeah i've got a little bit of knowledge you know i've picked up things over the years but you know i'm not alan titchmarsh not to quote back to the future but you know you, you can accomplish anything if you, if you put your mind to it because yeah. by building up knowledge that oh, knowledge yeah. doesn't go away no no you know <laughs> My, my brother reminded me actually in our lesson just the other day of something and th th that is a, a saying that's used in music but I think it's applied really in all settings and that is practice makes permanent right yeah. and so if you are like wanting to improve your knowledge of, of you're talking about plants mm. if you start like watching loads of programs making loads of notes yeah. reading what you've then written down. Yeah. What you're doing is you are building up that knowledge. It's practice in a way. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, you're teaching your brain what you like and what you don't like. You're yeah. teaching your brain what works in 
different types of soil. That's right. So that then, when you're then in a situation where, okay, I'm now looking at a particular type of soil, granted it might have all been on paper, but you have the basic understanding yeah. of what's going to work and what's not going to work. Yeah. And, you know, I've always watched programmes like Gardener's World. I watched that years ago. Yeah. When it was Alan Titchmarsh, and that was my favourite. And I yeah. do still watch watch it now. It's Monty Don. But I'll be honest, I just don't really gel very much with Monty Don. I find it, I find it difficult to learn from him. I'm not... I can't really put my finger on why. Yeah. Um, but when it was like Alan Titchmarsh... I just, I think he just communicated in such a way yeah. that made it really easy just to remember what he'd said. Yeah. But whenever I see Monty Dunn doing anything, I just find it really difficult. I don't know, I honestly don't know why. Yeah. Um, and I've got a couple of his books as well, Monty Dunn, and he's kind of the same. Right. I just, I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, it's the, the reason I was saying that is like I was watching the Chelsea Flower Show this morning because yeah. that's on this week and yeah. that is presented, one of the presenters is Monty Don, but there's lots of other presenters as well. Yeah. And when I'm, for example, listening to somebody like Rachel Detame, I love Rachel Detame. So she'll talk about a particular, all right, she's beautiful. When she's talking about a particular rose, like she mentioned this rose and it stuck in my head and yeah. it was a new rose by David Austin that they've actually created for the Jubilee right. and it was called Elizabeth and it was the most beautiful rose. It was this gorgeous kind of peachy pinky colour, yeah. just so beautiful and yeah. that stuck in my head. I've remembered that but when someone else says something for some reason, you know, it just doesn't go in. No. So I think you've got to find the right way of learning as well. Yeah. And you've got to get the right teacher, I suppose, is what I'm, well, yeah, I'm saying, or the right book or the right, you know. In my experience with teachers, it's really, really tricky because a lot of people think if they know a lot about a subject or if they're really good at something, yeah. that they can teach it. Well, no, in my experience, that is true. not true at all. And the worst thing that you as a learner can do is to go to someone because they are famous for being good at it. Yeah. What you want is you want someone who is famous for being good at teaching it. Yeah. And there have been, you know, over the course of time in all subjects, you'll find people who are, they, they might not be famous for doing it, but they are famous for teaching it. Yeah. What makes a good teacher is you need to be taught stuff without you realising you're being taught absolutely, it. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. It needs to be like a... And even if you're watching someone on the telly, because I think Delia's like this. Yes. Delia Smith can teach you how to make something yeah. in a way which is brilliant viewing. Yeah. So you don't feel like... You, if you feel like you're being taught to, it becomes a yeah. bit schooly. I, yeah, I mean, I, I remember, I still remember... A, I mean, I've got it on video somewhere, but I still remember her Christmas series. Yeah. And I remember all the things that she said about, you know, your yeah. turkey and yeah. your Christmas pudding and all yeah. things like that. Good teachers can impart knowledge to you in a way where it goes in. Yeah. And that's always what you're striving for. Now, just sort of picking up on what I mentioned a few minutes ago, I do feel like... I mean, I don't know whether it's a good idea or not, but 
I can only feel like it is. And that is, I feel like that I should like try and identify something. Now, in my head, <laughs> there's some blue sky thinking going on because I'm sort of thinking back. I'm thinking back through my life and I'm thinking back about the things that I've really enjoyed. You see, and you know, one part of me thinks, oh, you know, it'd be really easy. And I may end up doing this. It would be really easy for me to have the keyboard set up and just practice that a bit yeah and get a bit better yeah or, or, or get good at the piano but i never really enjoyed playing the piano you can play the piano can't you yeah i can you know i can lay down chords i can you know stick in a bass line underneath yeah. i certainly couldn't play Rachmaninoff's theme on paganini <laughs> but you know i could accompany someone oh. Preferably if it was a song that I knew, yeah. which is quite a few songs. So, but uh, you know, part of me wonders. In sit down and go right, okay, practice scales, do all the things which I should have done properly when I was young, but I never mm. did. I just mm. sort of, mm. like most teenagers, yeah. barely sort of attempted it and get good at it. And maybe I will do that. But the thing, and I mean, this is just crazy. It's total blue sky thinking. But I loved sailing. Right. Yeah. And do you know what I? I'd love at some point. And I like being on the water when we've been on boats on, well, in the lakes. Maybe there is. Oh, and we have spoke about that recently, haven't we? Well, about boats. I'm, I'm for talking. For a different reason. I'm genuinely talking though about a sailing boat. Yeah. With a sail which goes up. Right. Because I still remember. You see, and then I start to wonder. I'm not actually learning something new then. But but it's years since you've done it. Oh yeah, the last time and I was on a boat, I was probably changed, seventeen. Yeah. So you know, it's nearly thirty years yeah, ago. Yeah. Yeah. And I just would be, I'd be very excited about that. But the the other sort of things which I, which fits very nicely with the, the whole gardening plan, is I'm very keen and excited to get my head into sitting down with you designing a garden mm. and then having to do some stuff mm. you know learning to do it really well so it might mm. be mixing cement and laying really good quality paving i imagine there's going to be plenty of hard landscaping well going I'm, on. I'm so into learning how to because i've i've had some experience with cement before <laughs> that's <sounds> weird <laughs> I've made frames and, and filled them with cement yeah. and I've done all of those things in the past. Again, it's a really long time, but you know... I'm not sure that I really want a lot of cement in my garden. No, 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 no. <laughs> I understand I what you're saying. I worked actually for a year for a joiner and I really enjoyed that. Yeah. And I think um, work with your hands, maybe that's one of the reasons why I really enjoy yeah, knitting. Yeah. But I think working with your hands, it's so rewarding. Yeah, definitely. You know, you put in a hard day's work. I mean, imagine. Do you know what I was actually thinking about? And again, I, I never really enjoyed this. I watched this video and it was this, this guy and he was painting, but on an iPad. Right. And he, he did this painting in the most professional way that you would expect with mm, the background mm. in the, you know, first and then, mm. and the painting at the end, it looked like this beautiful watercolour right. and it was like a river and trees and all of yeah, that. Yeah. I thought, my goodness, Amazing. if I knew, if I could sort of sit down and look at a scene 
and know how to construct. Yeah, yeah. And, and I've always, um, I mean, I've, uh, I mentioned earlier, and you know, I like to draw, and I've always enjoyed that. That sort of, you know, artwork and things, although I've never had any teaching for it as such, which is a bit of a shame, but if I could do anything in, t in terms of artwork, I would love to do, to do like botanical artwork. Do you know yeah. where you see those ones and it's just sort of a single flower yeah. or flower head or whatever? I'd love to do that. And that actually connects with having a garden, doesn't it? Because, it does. you know, if you've got all these beautiful plants and vegetables and everything going on, then who's to say that I might not, you know, want to do that and just teach myself? I am a total idiot though. I've just realized exactly what our new things is. Our new things is, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, that's excellent English. It's using excellent English. That's our new <laughs> things. I do need to get better on the piano. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is, and I hope it's okay if I say this. Okay. But you've had a lifelong desire uh, to learn to sing. This is true. So, this is true. I need to get better on the piano so that. We're, we're currently saving literally every penny that we can in the hope that we'll be able to move somewhere much nicer than where we currently live. <laughs> and not have <laughs> Which, all as these you can hear, noises. it's just lovely, isn't it? Um, <laughs> Well, but most of us do live in suburbia, do. I we think, do. don't we? So we're, we're, you know, we're sort of making plans to mm, hopefully mm, move to a situation, mm. and we want a garage so that I can convert half that garage into a studio, and I know how to do that. Yeah. Or if there's no garage, we, you know, a garden big enough to have a studio built in the garden. Yeah. You know, you can get these wooden, really Just a lovely. Shed. No, it wouldn't be a shed. Well, yeah, you don't need to spend a lot of money, though. It would be a beautiful building that I could then adorn with climbing plants. Right. And, yeah, just, yeah, it's fine. I've got it in my head what we want. Anyway. Totally, but I think perhaps a more... But if it had a double garage, a more potentially that would also really work. <laughs> or just a big garage. Or a big garage. the only car that goes in the garage is your car. Yeah, we do have a garage small. now, but it's a very it's small minute. garage. It's minute. You can literally get my car in it. Just. And then and that's it. your car's it. tiny. My car is tiny. So, I need to get better at the piano. So that I can and teach you to sing. Yes, I want to be able to sing. And You've, you said that you can teach me. Yes, of course I can. And you've often said, oh, you know, you can sing, I don't... Everybody can sing. Well... Everybody can sing. I just yeah. would love to, I think it would just be such an amazing thing to learn to sing. I don't think that you would ever have any desire to perform. No! You Ooh, just want no. To, you just want to sing for your own. <laughs> I do, it's just for and me. And I love that, that sort so of that lovely... So I can sing Christmas carols around the house. <laughs> That's really the reason I want to do it. <laughs> That's basically it. So th that... So I uh, get better on the piano so I can teach you to sing and then we need to, you need to learn about plants. Yeah. So that. And vegetables. And then. Because we're going to. We gonna, can then plant a garden. It sounds a bit cliche, doesn't it? It sounds very cliche. We want to have a beautiful garden, loads of vegetables and we want to preserve the vegetables. It's like the Waltons. Basic, basically want to live like the Waltons. Well, that's perfectly fine. Except I don't want chickens. and. No don't want to do the animal thing. No, nothing live? No. Apart from me? 
Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we definitely have a plan and I had no idea actually that that plan was sort of already waiting for us. I thought that we were going to have to really sort of think and... Yeah. All that said, I would love to take you on a sailing boat. I would love to be taken on a sailing you boat. You see, the, the thing is though... Oh, it couldn't be a teeny tiny one though. I think I'd well, kind of... You'd be fine in a medium-sized one. Medium, and I, and I could sail a medium-sized one. Right. So this is one where I think that perhaps... I don't have to move jibs or anything, do I? No, 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 no. I don't know what a jib is, but I've heard But I, I, could, <laughs> I could easily show you how... It's not difficult at all to, right. to steer. And I mean, again, it's not difficult to, uh, to pull the sheet in. Pull the sheet in? Yes. Right. That's how you speed Exciting. up. Exciting. Yes. I was teaching you what a daggerboard was the other day, wasn't I? Were why, you? I why can't we talking about that. What's the oh, we, we were yes, talking about windsurfing because I, I, windsurfing. I used to windsurf yes. a lot. Yeah, yeah. And we were, we were talking about jellyfish. Oh, yeah, we were. And I was windsurfing Ooh. along in the Costa Brava. Yeah. And my daggerboard yeah. on my windsurf board started smacking against jellyfish. Oh, dearie me. And obviously, you're not sat in a boat. No. <laughs> so I was somewhat terrified. Yeah. Wow. Oh, stop my run keeper. There Made we go. It. Made it, made it home, everybody. How far? Just two miles, right. which is fine. Perfect. Yeah. Well, I hope you enjoyed that, everyone. I know yes. I did. That was lovely. I hope you now want to go out and all learn something new. On a serious note... Tell us, comment and tell us. Please do tell us what you're, yeah. what you're going to try new. On a serious note, I think that it's all our responsibility to manage our mental health. Absolutely. And... One thing I'd never realised was there were things that you could do, and we've learned this, you we know, have so learned much. This. And if you can help yourself not have issues in future yeah. by doing certain little things yeah. that are fun yeah. and you know bring you joy, and, yeah. and then my goodness, it's worth it. So yeah. we're definitely going to go away and do it. So if you're going to join us in our mission for something new, then as Kay said, please do share. Yeah. Folks, that's it. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks, everyone. I hope you had a good walk if you were walking along with us. And we'll see you in two weeks for more. See you soon. Bye. The Bakery Bears radio show is brought to you by Bakery Bear Productions and is made possible by our Bakery Bear patrons. Find out how you can join our Bakery Bear community, access more of what we do, and keep the show on air by visiting www.bakerybears.com forward slash listen forward slash.